0: we're live it says it that in the corner there joe we it is red it says we're live here we go another week monday night preferred lines podcast chugging along here we're just getting it going and i know it's a little bit of a letdown with the players as last week i uh, you could see every single shot by about friday afternoon i felt like i had seen a whole tournament cuz yeah on yeah. coverage <laughs> take in so you know what we got that we're going to bring you the energy we're going to bring you the energy because we love the honda classic it's in joe's backyard it's the the DFS. please like and subscribe rate and review retweet this shit dude let's go let's get this music playing go Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert and that's Joe Idonian. this is the Preferred Lines podcast coming to you live on the internet each and every Monday evening. Tonight it's a little later because of daylight saving. Normally it's about 8.30 yes. Eastern time, cracking beers, clicking names on the betting board. Let's go. Let's go, dude. We got the Honda Classic. Uh, We're uh, just you and me, Joe. It's no guests this week. We, uh, you know, know
1: we we try to listen. We try to listen to a little feedback. You know, we try not to listen to it all because it's not all good. But uh, (laughs) we want to listen to you guys, and we've heard that we need to get into the board sooner. Um, The interviews are great. We thought we were bringing on great guests, but tonight you're just stuck with us, not experts our opinions that don't matter, and we're going to just get it rolling right into it. What up, Charlie?
0: What up, everybody? Thank you for chatting along. Let's chat. Let's have some fun. Uh, we're doing that on uh, Twitter and Twitch and YouTube. If you're watching or if you're listening on iTunes, you can rate and review. Put a five-star in there, and it'll be great. It'll help us because we're trying huge. to grow this thing. What? Huge. No, yeah. I'm just saying that's huge. Like, okay. It'll help yeah. out. Review. Great. and. What else is huge, Joe, is our bank accounts because of our friends at the jock market. We're just, we're, you know, basically uh, stockbrokers now for that.
1: <laughs> we're basically <laughs> financial advisors, yeah.
0: I should be wearing a tie on this show.
1: <laughs> so jock market, awesome. The best. If you're not in on jock market yet, we have a promo code that will get you $20 to get started. Our producer and show host, Chad, just threw that up on the bottom of the screen mm-hmm. Uh, That'll get you $20 free to get started. And there's some sweet stuff going down. Like I tweeted out earlier today. Did you see my tweet about Lee Westwood?
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: $5,000. Here's how I'll break it down. If you had an outright bet on Lee Westwood the last two weeks, you won nothing. You had a good sweat, but you came away with $0 and you lost money. Um, if you put your hundred dollars into Lee Westwood shares two weeks ago at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, you took those profits that he made from his second place there. You rolled it over last week into the Players Championship. Two weeks, fourteen days later, you turned a hundred dollars into five thousand two hundred and something. It doesn't even matter. You made a shitload of money. It was awesome.
0: Off of two runner-ups.
1: Off two runner-ups. There you go. hundred dollars Use the promo code. Try it out. You will instantly be hooked, like everyone I've talked to.
0: Uh, it is fun. It is good. And if it's new, if you're new and you have questions, feel free to DM us. We're kind of good at it now, I guess. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so we're we're hungry. Hungry. Um, let's see. What else do we need to plug, Joe? I wonder if there's anything else, like a contest or draft gigs that people need to know about because. I have a feeling, Joe, uh, by the time that the podcast scene hits everyone's iTunes radios, uh, that thing's going to be filled up. So, if you're live with us now, you need to get in on the DFS Open this year. It's virtual. It is on DraftKings. It's $20, and it's half of it. The $10 goes to the great cause, the first tee. So, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? You better get in there half full already. I saw. Uh, What do we need to know about this? You're winning a couple thousand bucks, if you win.
1: Yes. $20 entry. Half of that money is going to charity to the first tee. We're going to give kids the opportunity to play golf, to live out their dreams, to get coaching, to get resources, to make trips, to play in tournaments, all that good stuff. Uh, The first tee is awesome, right? One of the biggest partners of the PGA Tour for a long time. We want to get in it. We are going to give away a couple entries later in the show. So if you're in now, comment with your DraftKings handle. Mm -hmm. And we're going to pick two winners to give you an entry into the DFS Open courtesy of us this week. So essentially, there's still a, it's not like it's just for charity, right? There's a $20,000 cash prize pool up for grabs. Uh, So I think first place is like two grand, pretty flat structure. So a lot of people will get paid out on it. And first place is ridiculous. So, you get a 2022 entry into the DFS Open when we're back in person. You can bring your foursome. Those spots are going to be crazy limited. Um, honestly, we may have like no spots beside this foursome because somebody has to leave in order for those spots to open up. Awesome, Chad. Yeah. Um, Go So ahead. somebody has to leave. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to come back, but we will make room for your foursome. You're also going to get to play PGA national the day after the Honda classic and a ridiculous event run by the first tee with the Sunday pins with the shaved out greens or running at a 15. It's insane. Um, and you're going to get a annual sub to fantasy national who are good friends of us here. You're going to get a hoodie. Uh, we've got some other prizes, people donate stuff. So you're going to get absolutely hooked up if you win first place. Drop your handle, like I said, in the comments here, and we're going to give you a entry into the contest. Take it down.
0: So Sounds- enough, enough, enough stuff at the top of the hour. Except <laughs> for uh, you know, we don't have an interview. We typically will introduce the interview right now. Um, yeah. Somebody smarter than us, and that we can glean some information off of. If you are, uh, are new to the scene, the betting golf betting scene, what is it? A community on Twitter golf Twitter Uh, you need to follow the people that we've already had on the podcast there's a number of great people to follow Uh, what's helpful about our podcast is that we don't get into the betting board right away every single week we talk to somebody about their process about what they think and what they do to choose the names on their cards and we talk about everything outside of the betting board so each week there's 20 30 minutes ahead of the betting board that you could go back and listen to right now you could go back and look at listen to all of the great guests and all of their insight that we've already produced and made for you. It's great. Regurgitate. Yeah. So it's go awesome. back and listen to those things. Um, now, uh, shall we get right to the Honda Classic betting board?
1: Yes. What People a feel to- we have this week, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for us, it's kind of like, oh, I know every name. Like, But, yeah, for my dad, he's like, ooh, uh. Do we have a little bit of an advantage this week because because like we do
1: know every name and there's a yeah. lot of unknowns here and we've seen the withdrawals. Obviously, they took a big hit when when Brooks got injured. That was kind of their their golden child of this event. Um, so it, it's a weak field. Let's call it what it is. The field sucks, um, sure. but. We know a lot of these guys, and there's a lot of guys who've been looking for that first win, and I think a lot of people will, will hopefully look at this at an opportunity to, to seize that victory and get themselves their card locked up and get themselves that million-dollar check. Um, and it's still – this is a big-time PGA Tour event. No matter what the field looks like, it's a trophy you want in your case.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Adam Scott is playing here, so it has to be somewhat important. He's very important. <laughs> you know and he like only plays big events so all right here we go it's the uh the darling of the palm beach area daniel burger at the tippity tip top and you gotta pay what joe uh 10.5 to 1 or 10 to 1 oh like, yeah gracious dude are you gonna do that tippity tip top danny burger straight no, and no. Is that do you have a burger bet
1: I know he's straight vibing down here, but but I'm not you know I'm burger ten to one. Although I think I will. Speaking of DraftKings, the DFS open, I will be rostering him there. I think that he's coming in like he had a very sneaky ninth place last week, where it was just kind of came out of nowhere, and they didn't show a lot of his shots, but not a ten to one. This tournament. There's trouble everywhere there. You can play great for 15 holes as we know and come to the trap and it all implodes and goes south. And there's more double bogeys here that I think anywhere on tour, the historic cut line is like four over par. So um, okay. it's a grind. It's a bloodbath.
0: Tell, tell us about that, Joe, because, you know, I'm planning on winning the virtual DFS open this year, yeah. and I'm going to yeah. share how I'm going to do that at the end of the pod. We're going to talk a little DFS advice on making – you know, five entries or maybe one entry in a 2000 man contest, we can talk specifically about how to take that thing down. And I plan to do it. And then I plan to play this course, PGA national. I have a foursome that I'm going to get to play. We're going to play there. And you did it. You played last year with Bearoff.
1: Yeah. I'm doing it. How, it
0: how crazy, how hard is this place? And then what do we do? What, how, you know, like, what do we need here? We need a, we need a plotter. So a lot of it,
1: obviously, is different from the tees that they're playing. But, Mm -hmm. yes, you need a plotter. You need a scrambler. You need a good iron player. You need a guy who's going to be in the fairway. There is not so much like the holes. There's a lot of forced layups, but it's not like the water is in play on every hole. But you're off the fairway, and there's like the, the mulch, there's trees, there's trouble lurking a lot. um it's typically very windy there uh the wind comes in off the ocean you know we're relatively close here in palm beach i think it's supposed to be really windy this weekend from what i've heard obviously it's monday so it's weather things can change i'm not a weatherman (laughs) but (laughs) it looks like it's going to be pretty windy it's been beautiful the last couple of days so the sun will be out it just it really all comes down to to managing your mistakes in my opinion um so where to miss Sometimes that's a little bit of luck involved in that, and, okay. and I missed on the side where the water isn't instead of I missed on the side where the water is. And some of it's just the ability to scramble. Like we saw Sungjae last year um, kind of hover right around the cut line, make his move, and then play awesome on Sunday. It's not a tournament where it's going to be a birdie fest. You can almost guarantee that where you're going to have to shoot 15, 20 under par. I think last year, was it six under that won it? Six All or right, eight under. under. We? Well, that's usually the case. Um, In terms of playing it in tournament conditions, the really, because I've played it a lot. The the main difference is just the speed of the greens and the little like closely mown areas right off of it are really hard with this, this, you know, Florida Bermuda grass to chip off of from people who aren't used to that. Um, And then it just, it just, for me, it felt like they were the fastest greens I've ever played. It felt like glass 14, 15, they were rolling and, you couldn't hit it soft enough. I three putted more than I've ever three putted in my life, uh, and Ryan will attest that I was really, really pretty poor on the greens.
0: Now, I, I, rem- okay. So our buddy Will Haskett, who we had on last week, which yeah. I, you could still listen to that and enjoy a nice content that was. He says he tweeted that we are on all ball striking guy week and a poor putter. Like, basically, a lot of the people that have had success course history, strokes gain total at this course, they have had good ball striking histories, and they are historically shitty putters. So how do we target something like that? Are you going to look for something like that this week?
1: I think I always kind of look for something like that a little bit just because putting is so – it's – we try to look in terms of guys who favor certain grass types, but – uh more or less it's you're looking for that guy that has one good putting week and you're looking for the other stats which are generally more consistent and easier to predict now it's golf nothing's easier to predict about golf but off the tee game how you're driving the ball how you're hitting your irons are usually can translate from one week to another versus putting is is typically a little harder to predict in general so Um,
0: why are the shitty putters so good at these greens is it because they're glass and it's insane I think so. I just think that you don't have to hole
1: a lot of birdies here. Like par is pretty damn good. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. So, so it's just the layups are good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. The green in two on a par four, and mm-hmm. you give yourself enough chances at birdie. You know, there's, there's, let me think here. There's 12 par fours this week. So there's only two par fives. It's a lot of par fours, and they're not all long, but you've got to hit the greens in two, and if you make two or three putts on those, you've
0: got to two-putt
1: all the rest.
0: So then we could be looking at, uh, if we're into stats, Joe, do we go into like the weeds and look at three-putt avoidance? I'm I'm looking
1: at uh, bogey avoidance. Okay. Because there's guys that certainly excel in that and guys who are par makers, and there's guys who are – you know, play better in Corn Fairy Tour type events, which are just 20 under par and they go out and they hunt at every pin. This isn't that course. Uh, okay. It's probably statistically the hardest course on tour besides US Opens. So you got to grind, you got to scramble, you got to make pars, you got to hold on tight, uh, and you got to hope a couple putts go in.
0: So then at the top of the board with burger, we're not going to do that. We probably will do that on DraftKings. They gave it to us at 8, 10, 8. So maybe you've heard in that DFS open, if you haven't signed up, you better do that quickly. It's $20 and half of it goes to the first tee. So uh, what are you waiting for? You can you do it, it five you times. Help me help now, me fill it up. Are you going to do Sungjae J M though? This is his favorite course on earth. Did he say that? No, I just said that. This is where he got his win. Yeah. Yeah. Um. so
1: no that number's too short for me on Jay too. Um actually
0: since last week I felt like it was I was I was excited and I was encouraged by Friday's round and then all of a sudden Saturday became old Jay that he'd been and then Sunday he showed up again but ultimately breaking it down and uh peeling back the onion you can do this on websites like Fansharesports.com. and you can look at their uh putting statistics and you can see that in his putting statistics are <laughs> or they were too good you know so like that's what kind of carried him compared to what usually carries him is his irons. So I don't know.
1: So the yeah. last couple of years, like I feel like I know this event pretty well. I hit Sun Jay last year. I've been to this event probably seven years in a row. I'm going to be there Saturday. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I like this event and I feel like I always take one of these guys at the top. It's never really panned out for me. So, <laughs> And to just to take Sungjae at that number, I just feel like he doesn't have the win equity there to take someone at thirteen to one. Like thirteen to one is like roughly what I got Brooks at last year. I think Brooks was twelve to one. And Like does Brooks win the Honda? No, but he wins a lot more than a guy like Sungjae. The year before, I think I had Justin Thomas at like twelve to one. So those are the type of guys that should be in this range. Now, granted, it's it's all relative to the field so this field isn't strong. But for me, I would look down in the next level. I have interest in Neiman. I haven't bet him yet, but I feel like catching another seven points on Neiman and another. he's got another 10 points, so he's doubled the number of Burger. I feel like it should set up better for him, and that's more the range that that I like to play.
0: So Neiman, it's in the 20s, and that's kind of surprising. I'm thinking that he'll probably go, he'll probably be bet. I mean, I saw that. Pat Mayo was on him and a couple other people that are in the industry around him. If you haven't bet him yet, Joe, why are you waiting? You better go do that. Don't you think? Well, I see our guy Jesse here had to, had
1: a, you know, am I hearing anything? Are we hearing anything about a Westwood withdrawal? Sure. Wouldn't be surprised, but uh, that would definitely affect Neiman's number. So he's probably dropping to 15, 16 should Westwood withdraw. Obviously two great weeks just made 1.3 million. Um, Back to back weeks and made 1.3 million off of a third, right? It's insane.
0: Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And then it went to, it said afterwards he went to Augusta to play a couple rounds. So, um, wouldn't surprise me, Jesse, to answer your question, not one bit. Yeah. I would have thought we would have heard something about it today because it's unusual for a guy just to withdraw on a Tuesday if, if he knows he's not going to play. Um, the only thing I that,
0: heard was that he's, I mean, like, there's no reason to think he's not playing.
1: He likes it here. He used to, I don't know if he still does, but he used to have a place right there in Palm Beach Gardens. Um and he's not here. Yeah, and I remember talking to Sobel um last year, and he just Mm -hmm. mentioned how Westwood was in such a good spot and just really came here because he enjoys it. And this Mm -hmm. place lends itself to to the Euros. I think that they this course is familiar to this course is more in line with what they're used to on the European Tour than a normal PGA Tour event. You know, Parklands, we're going to go and shoot 18 under par. There's not much water. This is more what they're used to. Tough, windy, um, plays closer to even par. So we, Is we that, see that why, versus-
0: Joe, that Shane Lowry is now 29 to 1? He started 35 to 1 this morning when I was typing this up, and he has drifted. Is that because of this Euro narrative? Where do you start at? Thirty-five. I wrote, yeah, thirty-five is when I was typing this this morning. Yeah, and I was at twenty-nine. Shane I Lowry think that had something to do with it. Um, he had a good finish last
1: year. I think top ten here last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, so Maybe some big hits here. Great yeah. wins, player. Obviously Lowry, and anytime you can get a guy to show a little form, I think he had his best ball striking day on Sunday last week. So he carried that over. You're hoping a guy like that can can get it flowing. You know, obviously. He still holds the uh, Claire jug. So we're talking about True. a big player here because they didn't play the, the mm-hmm. championship last year. So, uh, But, yes, for me, though, it, it, it is a little – and I know he's not playing well, but it's a little bit jarring to the eyes to look at Westwood, Lowry, Henley, and then get to Adam Scott. Am I right?
0: <laughs> right? It does feel yeah. weird, especially since, Joe, you've been tweeting about the drift – from elites and that I feels know. like this moment in Scott's life but you know I've been back as Scott I put the house on Scott at one point I think at uh, this season and I've had interest in clicking him a lot Um, but this is not the same Scott I don't know he's kind of something's a little off with him and What's I off? fear I don't I'm know if sure. it's like the he, mentally off physically off but at the same time i don't know he hasn't had the finish he hasn't been able to put together string it together like he's had great parts of rounds yeah i've been following but then he hasn't had the full package the full scott package which we've seen the same thing kind of with jt actually where it was like we've seen parts of jt but we haven't seen the new you know and that's why we kind of didn't go all in on him last week. So maybe that's a, no, a moment where you're like, that's why there's a drift. That's why this is happening. And that's why you see this Scott at 25 and you're thinking this might be the time to pounce. It's kind of what I'm wondering. And
1: and I I wasn't trying to be a jerk by asking you that. I just generally <laughs> wasn't able to watch much of the players championship last week. So I saw his, just his scores, but I didn't know if it was just poor driving. If he just had one of them Adam Scott weeks where he sucks at putting, I haven't dug enough into the stats yet. But this is what it feels like. It feels like the elite player drifting. We saw it with with Patrick Reed at the farmers where all of a sudden they hung a big number on him. He cut, this goes he, back all the way, the way to Travelers 4 this, this was last it season does. we saw you know you miss a cut nobody's on him they bump the number up he goes and wins Brooks Kepka he misses a cut he almost snaps the driver over his back um, he goes out and wins. We saw it even like even API I mean you could you could argue that Bryson's number, drifted from where you would you would have thought a month prior it would have been at API and then obviously Justin Thomas they finally hang a 20 on him and they get out of the 12 and 14 range he goes and wins so it goes it goes back a long way Ram at Memorial is a great example as well just feels like if I had to pick one guy to label it this week it'd be Adam Scott.
0: Yeah, so I haven't done it yet. I'm definitely interested on DraftKings. Um, I like Henley in this range. I've been a little bit of a backer of Henley, uh, and yeah. I feel like this is the type of course that Henley could finally break through and have a win on. So if I was gonna, I, I've and then also now. I've been preaching to go with the leaderboard from the week before. I didn't do this, of course, last week. and go with Westwood and Bryson or whatever and think like, oh, yeah, this is going to repeat itself because of the players. Players is crazy. But typically right. you can look at the last couple weeks. And we've talked to Mike Miller, one of our first guests, Smart Golf. bats, about the fact that, like, yeah, uh, he doesn't look at stats because – All he looks at are recent form, and recent form bakes stats into it. And if you look at the recent form and you click the guys' names that have been up on the top 25 or you've seen them on the leaderboards and then they had really good ball striking weeks, good tee to green, good approach, they didn't putt so well, stuff like that, those are the people that I'm targeting and I'm trying to hit. And Gooch last week is a guy that you could come in at 35 and think this is ridiculous at 35. But we've seen people kind of ride the momentum to another week. I'm not all in on the Gooch bet at 35, but I think at the same time that you can bet a Gooch for three or four bucks. You can get your hundred bucks back if he kind of breaks through. And he's the type of guy that we've been looking for, the one that's hot last week, bringing into form this week. Same kind of course.
1: I can agree with you there. Um, You watch him play when they show him on TV, and he's got a sweet little swing, man. He's got great rhythm. I feel Mm -hmm. like he's got a great – composure and attitude about himself he's a he's a decent putter he's good around the greens um he's great with his irons he seems to work well with his caddy it seems like everything is there for him except we just haven't seen him really like top three anywhere so it was nice to see him finish well but maybe you're right you know it's interesting like like we like i was saying at the top of the show like we sometimes people don't like when we talk to these different guests and we try to get their perspective but it's unique in that everyone approaches this so differently. Like you have a guy who's been around forever, like Mike Miller. And it's like, I don't care about your strokes, gain stats. Like it's all baked into recent form. All I'm looking at is recent form. We've had Jeff Feinberg on, who's just like pure. What are my eyeballs telling me? What is my gut want to play this week? I don't care about, I'm not on fantasy national digging through models. And then we've had those guys who are totally in the course history. We have people that hate course history. (laughs) And we have people that that endlessly build stat models and do 150 lineups that will literally just spit them lineups out of a spreadsheet. They don't even hand build anything. So we have so many. It's great. We try to bring to you guys is because, look, if you're here for if you're joining us here for Chad and I's golf picks, we ain't that good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a realtor in real life. Like I can tell you the comps in the area that you live, but uh, am after- a
1: realtor. I'm a sales rep. Like we, yeah, we exactly. just do this because we like doing it and do like we know we follow this very closely. Don't get me wrong, but we're we're not touts. Uh we've never claimed to be, but but we do enjoy doing this. And we feel like we we enjoy talking through this stuff with you guys. So that's part of it. Um that's my little yeah. experience.
0: exactly and the people that are here chime in we need you to chime in if you chime in hey we got a
1: youtube random questions tonight yeah ask some questions we'll try to get and then
0: the comment generator joe is going to generate someone's comment anybody's comment if the more you comment i think that's better for you that will get you into a drawing for 20 dollars look at the little thing across the screen it says we're going to enter you into the virtual DFS open. we're going to send you 20 bucks hopefully it doesn't fill before you get in there yeah It's not a real ticket by any means. It's just twenty bucks, but so you can use the twenty bucks for whatever you want. We appreciate if you donate it to the DFS Open, Joe, which is ten bucks to the first tee. Yeah, ten bucks to the
1: first tee. The other ten gets you in a in the running. You pick a good lineup. You're going to do pretty
0: well. And you get money. There's not. There's like it's not like no money. Just giving it away. Yeah. There's 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 like a tiered level of dollars, like a normal (laughs) tournament.
1: And then if I you win the I whole have, thing, I'll get have. to you if you know, because I see someone in the chat asking, what's the scoop on Wolf? Do you have any insight on that? Because no. I haven't heard much.
0: It's called depression. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs>
1: Like, and I saw, I read an article. Did you read the piece by, I think it was Ryan Lavner of Golf I did.
0: You tweeted. Yeah. I read that thing. Where that it was like, such
1: a good article. I really, yeah, remember.
0: that's the generation, Joe. It's what they are. They're the Instagram generation and they were living in COVID and they hated themselves and their lives and it wasn't the same. And know. you know, it, you grind, you grind, you grind. You want to get that win. You want to fist pump on 18 at the 3 M I'm open and point at the guy that's a top 10 player in the world at Bryson and say, I beat you. I'm in, I'm a real deal. And then you get to that level, that peak, that high. And then it kind of, you, you know, it takes a li- And then not only that you eclipse it almost by being in the final group at a major and also competing at another major, so a lot of this is going into hey, I got all this excitement and all these highs, and there's only nowhere, there's only so much to do. You gotta go down a little bit on a hill before you can go back up another one. And dude, he had a hurt wrist. This is a real fact, probably. So then he's trying to play through this hurt wrist, or sponsors are like, When's your first tournament out? What tournament are you gonna play first? And then he's like, uh, the waste my thing is open. I don't know, whatever, because I gotta get out there and I'm obligated. And then it gets doubled down gets worse yeah and then he gets more depressed because now he's not now he sees mark winning the tournament he sees hovland getting this credit for having so many top tens in a row and like it's like you know he's comparison and comparison is the thief of joy joe
1: i think that's spot on couldn't have Summed said it, it up. better um <laughs>
0: okay. yeah no, right.
1: it's, it's i think he's he's not in a good place mentally and they had a quote in there from his mom i think who's like when Matthew's playing well, he's like the funnest, most energetic like guy to be around. When he's not playing well, he sucks to be around. And he's kind of in that, and he's obviously 21 years old, and he's traveling across the world, and he's stuck in a hotel room, right? He can't hang yeah. out, can't go out to a bar, he can't go meet his buddies. He's got to pass COVID tests three times a week, and it, it's basically from the range To back to the hotel room to order in room service. And when you aren't playing well, that sucks when you're 21, right? He'll be back though. We're big Wolf guys. We're big Wolf guys. Jeff, don't get it misconstrued. Wolf will be back. He's going to win major championships. He'll be here for the long haul. He'll get it figured out.
0: Uh, my guy Nick, he's asking if we have any love for Chris Kirk, and of course, I love Chris Kirk. He's in the next range we're about to get to here on the betting show for the Honda Classic. It's uh, Joe and I on Monday, we're live. So comment along. If you comment, you get entered into a drawing for twenty dollars. And it is now the forties where Keegan Bradley's in the forties, Tringali's in the forties. Your guy and our guy, Cameron Davis, forty-five. Ricky Fowler, Kirk, Chris Kirk, there at forty-five to one, and same with Brendan Steele. So that's a loaded range, and then Zach Johnson is the only fifty to one guy. So this range it looks like has it been bet down a little bit? I mean, I think there's going to be some pe- pe- peppering in this range, especially with Woodland out. So what do you think? Did you do anything here? I did.
1: So actually, you tipped me to one earlier today. I see this number's gone down a little bit, but it's my boy Cameron Davis. Oh yeah. Uh, Look, I'm, I'm he was fifty five to one. I'm to the point now where. I'm invested in this kid, not only with takes on this show, but with actual (laughs) dollars. So I'm not going to miss it at an event with a shit field where I think that he's one of the class players in the field. And then he also had a T8 last year at. Um, Mm -hmm. So coming back to a place where he finished well, in good form, playing well, Aussie, 55 to one. I took it. That's my sort of, that was my, Right away, as soon as I saw it, when you texted me that number, I was in. But I have some interest in Brendan Steele, too. Uh, I've seen a lot of comps to the Sony Open. Always plays well there last year. A couple of the guys that I played in the DFS Open group with last year was Sobel and another buddy, Jason Shannon. And they had like Steele 150 to 1 tickets, and he was final group. I think Sunday. So they had a great. finish finished
0: like fourth or something. Yeah, they they had
1: a great. They were following him around. I. They told me like they bet him because he loves the Honda. He he likes being there. So yeah, that number feels low, but. It's just ho- all the numbers feel low, right? Because this field sucks so bad. So, it's it's so weird, yeah. Like, steel it's low, like Br- Keegan, like no, all
0: these I mean, yeah, you don't. gotta dig if you dig in under that uh steel, you can see that he did well at the Sony last year and then did well at the Sony this year. So maybe there's a yeah. trend to like where he likes to do well at. So maybe we tried this out. And I'm gonna click some steel on DraftKings when we're making lineups in the DFS open. It's a virtual oh. open this year, Joe. It's 20 bucks, it's gonna fill up fast. We're talking yes. about it a lot because we're excited about it, and I'm gonna tell you how to win it at the end of the pod here and uh but before we get to that part of the pod let's talk about your guy cameron davis and let's talk about joe uh now they're not a sponsor of the show but the fantasy national golf club is a great golf club and it's not expensive by any means do you use this website i do yeah so fantasy national uh our guy nick is asking he's been focusing on opportunities gained do you use the staff? Love yeah, I mean, it's a great stat. It's awesome. a proprietary stat that they use. It just takes the opportunity that they had versus the actual make, for example. Result. Yeah, so like someone could have a birdie or better, but they might not have an opportunity. Or they could have an opportunity but not make the birdie, blah, blah, blah. But you want more opportunities. You want opportunities. I don't know if that's going to matter for your guy, uh, Cameron Davis, but what we do see on the website, fantasynational.com, is that this man uh, – actually, I'm going to ask you another one. Do you – kind of – uh rounds back do you go how far back do you go do you 50 rounds are you 24 rounds are you three months or what do you kind of use as a criteria for that i would say
1: 24 exactly it depends depends on the stat i think that the particular stat that i'm looking at somewhat but i would say my default for the majority of them is 24 rounds Anything longer than that, and I feel like you could, especially with things like approach play, you can start to you can start to skew the data because now you're going back to how was the guy's approach play last August, right? right? And are his is he using different clubs now? Like they, it's golf. Like you come in and out of little spurts of playing well and not playing well. And anything- you're working
0: on a part of your game. You're working on my draw. I'm taking a work on my draw yeah. for the next six months. Like people do this kind of thing, and then over time, it's weird. It's skewed. Basically, so six I-
1: tournaments, the way I think of it. So your last six tournaments, how you play? So
0: I, I sorted my thoughts when I went into making lineups this week. I already made my lineups because this is the thing I'm trying this week. But f- So when I went into Fantasy National, I'm starring my names, and I'm looking at the stats, and I'm going through, and I'm looking at what's green and red and all this stuff. It's so convenient and easy. I do last 24 months. I do last three months, which then – includes January, middle of January and on, which is great. So that's enough time for me to get a little glimpse of how their somewhat recent form is. And I look at our guy, Cameron Davis, and on this list, he's number one in T to green. He's number one in ball striking. He's number two in approach. He's number three in DraftKings points. He's fifth in total in this field. So Cameron Davis is popping off he's sixth and off the tee even and you don't need to be a good putter apparently and he's 65th so he's middle of the road so that's great for me short game is not the greatest and this is a course that maybe he can come in and rip up because he's ripping it up ball striking he's ripping it up tee to green he's second in the field approach who's even number one knee mm. smith so NeSmith's ahead of him and he's not nobody so i mean come on Cameron he is. is a real player if we take the clock back
1: a year ago who was ripping it up T to green? Who was ripping it up on approach? Who was ripping it up ball striking but couldn't putt?
0: And who was young and hip and with it and wow. that oh. trophy on Sunday with Kenny Let's Kiff go. Are Kiff. we a pro? Cameron Davis right. podcast. So it, feels, it just
1: feels like exactly like what Sung J came in. He was playing every week. He was striking the hell out of the ball. Everything was in there tight. And, yeah, he couldn't putt.
0: Yeah and he needed a win. He hadn't had a win, and he got it done, dude, and I know he didn't need a ton of birdies to do it, and he and Cameron Davis needs that, especially when he's not as confident on Bermuda. He used to not be. Again, past stats don't equal future results, so let's get this done. I mean, I the stats I'm going to use, and then I'm going to look at to justify clicking him are looking uh, mighty fine, so we're looking at If you can find him at 55, because on this sports book that we're using, again, we're not sponsored by any sports books. It's not even legal where I am sitting. So uh, 45 to 1, you can get that. But do you have any Kirk? Because I like Kirk, and I bet Kirk as well. dude. I think I'm adding Kirk to the card because it's the same thing we were just talking about. Kirk was ball striking it, hitting it great with his irons, and couldn't put a lick last week. So this is kind of the Morikawa formula, or the guy that's going to be great with T to green, finally maybe shows up to a place where I'm told you don't have to be a great putter. Are we doing Kirk?
1: I'm not doing Kirk. Okay. Um, I see it. Just went Cam Davis instead. Uh, and I'm going to have some interest in steel over Kirk this week, but yeah, played really well last week. Um, had, I bet him he was on the card, 140 to one. I had a top 10 on him. Um, fading wow. Sunday, Kind of hurt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so then you're a little uh, you know, snake-bitten on that one, so maybe I, I, it's a, the maybe. wrong person to talk to. But I just think the formula is there, Joe, where what I've seen, the pattern I've seen is looking last week, which is great, again, at yeah. Fantasy National, is you can look at the strokes, gain, stats, real convenient. I know Rick Rungo's got these stats. Other sites have these stats. Fansharesports.com with the 20% off the Fantasy Golf Pod promo code. Dude, get the sites that have the stats, and you can sort them, and you can look at who's putting well, but who's putting bad is kind of what I like to look at because they're going to rebound with the putter, but they're going to keep the irons and that's a typical thing now let's just keep going because we're going along already trying to keep this short tonight i guess i thought but we got 60 to 1 doug Gim, you got poulters here at Stroman and clark and hadwin and wallace this is where the i feel like it's dropping off quite a bit but can doug Gim get you a win on the pga tour
1: sure i feel like a lot of people are in play to get that win this week
0: Right? Oh, could it be him? He's the same kind of way. He was striking it, hitting it irons, could put the lick on Sunday. So then, are we doing that? Did he learn something? I did he learn? Um,
1: <laughs> interesting Maybe. question. It's. I think it was really good for experience. I don't know if he's learned quite yet. uh okay. What to do? But it was. I think it was good for him to be up there and to play in a final group with a guy that won, um, to kind of see what all that entails, see how he attacked pins, see where he didn't attack, um, just to see how he played it. Now, Justin Thomas had one of probably his best ball-striking days that I've ever seen him have. He should have been like six under on the front nine and just didn't make a putt, so he could have went insanely low, just like he did on Saturday, and he was so dialed in. But, yeah, I think that it was a great learning experience for him.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I'm I've been kind of a fan of his. I did retweet something yeah. that I had recorded him saying uh, at a Sanderson's Farm tournament, 2019, on Fantasy Golf Pod Twitter page because I thought this guy was legit. I thought he was on the same level as all of these names, and that's what my perception was. I was being told that this is seaweed gim, you know, or seaweed is gim. And somebody told me this, Kenny Kim. I think. On the, fan- on the Fantasy Degenerates podcast, their podcast, because uh, he was popular at the time. And, like, he was new, and he was the new flavor of the week because this happened. <laughs> you know? And, like, see, C- Doug Gim is Seaweed Doug, or Seaweed Doug, or Doug Seaweed is what Gim is. I don't get whatever. it. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Japanese or whatever. <laughs> Wherever Kenny's from. But he was supposed to be on. But anyway, let's keep going. We got the, uh, the long shots, Joe. Or do we need to talk about my guy, Wyndham Clark, quick?
1: You could. Um I'm not talking. betting Wyndham this week, but um he was leading this tournament. I'm trying to think when that was. Was it a couple of the years? last two
0: years? He's had a great yeah, finish.
1: Two years ago, yeah. I think he was leading this tournament, like going
0: into Sunday. Yeah. He was um, spraying it everywhere, maybe. Yeah, that's the problem, is he's a kind of a he's not a precision guy, not a plotter at all. We don't know because he's kind of now young enough that he could be changing his stripes. And he used to be known as a bomber and great putter, but I, I I've seen more of a well-rounded game from him. So like yeah. at 66, I feel like that actually, if you're looking for a breakthrough guy that honestly could heat up and get and gain eight strokes putting, like he literally could, yeah. or he could gain ten That's strokes right. tee to green, uh, because he's just got that game. But he goes in these really weird ebbs and flows. Now, yeah. the reason why I care about this guy, he won me a quarter arcade GPP one time when I used to uh, Mike Miller his tout of Wyndham Clark, and I never even heard of Wyndham Clark because I was just like, Wyndham not. And I thought it was funny to go, what, you know, why not Wyndham Clark? And I never even heard of him. And he won the GPP for me. So he was in there. So basically, all I'm saying is that I think Wyndham Clark, I followed him a lot, and like, he's you know, gone away from the gimmick of I'm a bomber and a putter and he's more worked on his game. And I don't know if it's sacrificed a lot of tournaments along the way to try to become this person than he's mm-hmm. I've seen him emerging to become. So maybe this is the moment for Wyndham Clark at 66 to one. And I like him. So I'm considering him to be on the card. How's he played the last couple weeks? Has he been all right? Yeah. See that's the right. thing like it's it, he's I mean, he's around. He's been good. He hasn't been great. great like 8,000, like a couple weeks ago, he was like the 7,200 price range. And I was like, okay, I don't know. You know, he normally he's a $6,700 guy. And like the 66 looks feels right for this field, for the names around him. like streaming or had one. Like he can for sure catch fire away more than like, I would be more confident in him than a Poulter. And then it's, you know, he's six points back. Yeah. So that's or whatever. I like him, but you don't need to like him. You can do whatever you want. You can go to the seventies. You can go to bed on interest in Ben-On? I did go to Ben-On. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I All did right. Go to oh, God, I'm an idiot. Um, why did you go Ben-On over for Tiger? I go I for time.
1: So, I had just seen some things before last week that I liked about Ben-On, and then he made it an 11 on a par three. Yeah. And I feel like that just kind of skewed him and messed up his whole week because he wasn't playing badly before that. Um he had made five straight cuts. He's been working on his putting. It's improved. He's got a good track record at Nicholas Design Golf Courses. This is like the picturesque Nicholas. Like, this is everything that most Nicholas courses are. He's played well at the Memorial before. He's played well at the West Coast Nicholas Tracks. Ball striker, good wind player. Like, if he can – I thought he was making strides with the putting, so I'm not going to just write him off after one – horrible hole. Um, yeah. But I, I bet a guy, I mean, he was 80 to one when I took him and I took a guy that was 18 over par last week. <laughs> so
0: yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I don't
1: know. Maybe, maybe that was foolish, but that was one of the first plays that I took today.
0: Yeah. So I've been talking hey guys, Aaron, hey, Good 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 value, gain 10 points. It's moving. Sure. Right, sure because people <laughs> see the course history. They love the course history I've been on. But I've been talking to Eric about not picking these guys that are kind of goofballs that are like silly and don't take it as seriously. Like, I love them, like the Max was the Damon's, and stuff that like go on podcasts and admit things and have fun and, you know, tweet. Like, I told my wife about Ben on's quote tweet of himself, like, who would tweet or who would make an 11 tweet at them on this whole? And he like quote tweeted and he tagged himself. So it's like hilarious because like he's a self aware guy and I like him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes though, I'm like, hey buddy, fucking get off Twitter and get on the putting green, you dumbass, and just start practicing more because it's like it's irritating to me. Or you know, like Joel Damon goes on a massive cut streak, missing cuts like no other, and we'll go on Twitter and look for a cash game, and I'm like, God, I love this about him, but it's like, dude, I know this pump. Is that helping you? I don't know. I don't know, but it's clearly not. When you're missing so many cuts and you're, you know, so I feel like that I'm just trying to shy away from stuff like that.
1: I get it. For me, <laughs> it's just being able to laugh at yourself a little bit in a moment where that can happen to almost anyone—it's happened to a lot of the better players in the games, happened to Phil, it's happened to Sergio, it's happened to all these guys. So. Yeah, uh, we yeah. laugh at ourselves every week. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Oh, so no, I
0: I understand. I that's I, he's endearing and like there's stuff to he's you know people like that about him. But it's yeah. like if you're putting your heart earned dollars on that, and then on Saturday afternoon, all of a sudden he has an 11 on a fucking par three. You're like, yeah, what? I did I do
1: this? Then, There was a run there not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He was in really good form, and he was in like the 40 to 50 to one range in good fields. Like, okay. if there was an event where he could win with a, with like gaining a half a stroke putting, this could be it, man. Sure. He's not that sure. far off in terms of, of what type of player that he is than Sung Great driver, unbelievable approach player, good win player, great around the greens, sucks on the greens. Um, and this is one of those weeks where we've seen guys who aren't great on the greens win. We've seen Keith Mitchell win we've seen sung jm win we've seen rory win who's not a great
0: putter i mean like it, it you got everybody have- that's on the course history list is a bad putter that was like what uh yeah. will haskett was referring to i'm yeah. going to share a sneak peek joe just to make my point though about this is Fantasy National. This is the part where you can oh, look up I'm the last table week. here. Yeah, so I'm sorry, Moose, but you'll probably appreciate this because I might sell you a subscription right now. You can go in and you can look at the leaderboard. You can look at the strokes gain. You can look at all the stuff from the previous week, okay? This is very helpful when you're evaluating who to click on next week. And if you're going with the formula of a ball striker that didn't putt well, maybe you go with Daniel Berger. Of course, he's the betting favorite. He did ball strike, t degree I Mean and then he was bad a little bit putting, but you go you go further down, you go further down, right? Okay, and you're looking, and we're looking and we're seeing. And we saw Doug Gimme's hit 7.3 T to green, he was four point, and he was minus 2.9, But right above that, in this range at 70 to 1 or 60, 80, whatever you can find. Dylan Fertelli, he's the formula. He was strokes. Look at this strokes gained T to green from last week. Let's sort. He was up there, right? With all of the guys in the lead, and he had 8.6 strokes gain T. to green. He was eight, 4.2, and he was minus 3.1. This is the name. These are the targets that I'm going for in, his, in this range. Coming in this week, all he has to do is find a couple more putts. Same with Doug Kim. Why not try it out? He's 7.3, 4.8, and 2.9. So this is kind of the formula that got me on Morikawa. This is the formula where you know a guy like Chris Kirk Someone at 50 to 1, 45 to 1, that went 5.8, 2.2, and then he lost 4.4. That is more likely to not happen again. He's more yeah. likely to, to keep the irons versus a guy, though. Harmon, if Harmon was here, we would use him as an example. Great round uh, all around, but carried by the putter. If you could sort by who stroked the most putts, he was highest last week. Same with Zach Johnson. So if you're thinking about Zach Johnson, you're thinking about Lee Westwood, you're thinking about these guys this week, maybe you don't. If you hesitate to use a Sung who was carried to a T17 last week, you know, he had okay uh, T degree. and He wasn't, uh, he barely made any strokes gain on approach. And then you gained it all with his putter. So yeah. that's where you go, hmm, and 11,000 or whatever he is, 10, 8, 10, I, mean, I don't know. You just say decide not to do that. So that's kind of the paywall. That's what you get when you sign up for Fantasy National
1: that's just one little like window that they have. They have so many things you can play around with and check out. So cool stuff.
0: Any other long shots? So um I, you know, yeah. Kazire, I wanted to mention Kazire. Cause I, uh, yeah, I saw Was it Ben Cooley? How do you pronounce it? Yeah. 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 yourself a little bit there. Well, whatever. I was tweeting some things that I stole. So you stole from me. You probably stole twice. Right. And Cooley, uh, put it into his article this week about the fact that a number of rounds under 65 on tour, you've got more winners. Morikawa has got a bunch. JT's got a bunch. There might've been another guy. And then Kazire's up there. So, I mean, let's get some low rounds. We know Kazire likes Bermuda. I have been using him on jock market, Joe. I've been buying him on jock Market. He's been about three or four bucks over the last few months and different courses, like these resort courses out in Hawaii, they're Bermuda. He loves that shit. Or, Bermuda in Florida. I feel like he likes that shit. So Kazire at 80-1 to one are on DraftKings this week. I used a ton of Kazire. He's one of my most owned guys that I clicked this week, and I like him. Do you want to have anything to do with him?
1: Yeah, for sure. 100-1. Yeah. to one. I'm looking at him right now on in, uh, in Bovada. So, yeah, I took Kazire. Um, love it. Loved your stat on him. Big fan of Ben, so always read his article. I do, like. Who have we not had on as a guest, right? He was like yeah. one of our first guys, right? So yeah, Eric, he was the first. Um, he had some great quotes in there. If you go check out his piece from Kazire and and he made all the points that that you need to hear. So playing really well, good form, feels good about his game. Been putting the work in, results are showing. He's shooting low rounds, you know, accurate ball striking, good player.
0: Hundred in. Is it is it HV three week for finally? Because I, I, he's the guy I saw, you know. According to Will Haskett, ball striking, but bad putter, and he is a hell of a ball striker and a kind of terrible putter. So this could be the HV3 course that he breaks through on. He doesn't have to go low. He can do it here, 10 under. No? Not for me, no. Not (laughs) on
1: HV3 this week.
0: Okay, well, then we'll have to watch. Are you going to do a lunch, lo- a lunch drive long shot? Yeah, I'll do some long shots tomorrow. Yep. I'll now, are you also going to be on course throwing a ball into the rough so we can see how deep the rough is this no. week? you're going to be on site. you have tickets.
1: I'll be too late. I'm not going to be there till Saturday. So your picks will already be in by the time you get my rough video. But I'll try to bring <laughs> some nice uh, – I'll try to post some videos, get some nice insider scoops there. I like to, I like to, I'm a follower. I like to follow a group for a couple of holes. I'm not a, I'm not a sitter at the, I've got bear trap tickets, but I'm not just going to sit in the stands there. I'm going to follow. So I'll find some of our guys. I'll try to, uh, I don't know, chat with them. I was talking with Fratelli actually a couple of years ago when he was here. Nobody was with Fratelli. So um, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. It'll be fun.
0: Okay.
1: Limited seats. I think there's only like 5,000 people or something. I don't know how many, but right, yeah, twenty percent of what it normally can be. So I we think. might be able to
0: actually see you. Like, you got to text me. I'm on TV right now. What? Yeah, or like
1: rock the PL hat or something. I'll get in position and maybe you you start
0: should, like, waving like you're in the crowd at yeah, the baseball game. I should wear something goofy,
1: like a chicken suit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
1: No, um, so, right, let me leave. I'm digging in the denny dirt again.
0: Oh, what? Are you doing I- that? Yeah, back. I'm not not doing
1: that. He's 150 to one, man. He lives here in West Palm. Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah. He had a hole in one last week, didn't
1: he? He had a hole in one. Yeah, he did have a hole in one. He's back gaining a shitload of strokes putting. Uh, doing what he does. So I was on him all fall. Haven't taken him yet in 2021. I so will I'll say pass. you are the dirt whisperer. I'm the dirt whisperer. you
0: won a lot of money with this man.
1: Yeah. I owe Danny big time. So uh I'll try to get, I'll try to shout him out. I don't
0: there. know if I'm going to mush him for you. So I'll let you have him. you know, it's kind of one of you. the things. Appreciate it. Um, so uh, do you have uh, money? Some yeah. Letters. So if you've been chatting along, I uh, have been scrolling this thing on the bottom. This is your last chance. Cause I'm about to pull the, you know, the crank on the old randomizer Ching! and have it shoot out a name. We've learned this trick. Let's see if it works. So make sure you comment. Are you Have you commented? Uh, hold on. Hold Will on. Work? Well, you've got another chance to
1: comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fetch your comment right now if you haven't yet. You were still are you doing,
0: doing it? it? Are they doing it? No one's doing it. It's gonna be Charlie. He's commented the most on this thing.
1: Charlie, Charlie. I he's already hit five times. I know he supports me.
0: Oh, it came up with Charlie. It Did came it? up with Charlie's comment of, "If you guys aren't touts, who is?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, this guy commented every other freaking comment. So,
1: Charlie, if you aren't in five times yet, DM me, and I will get you what it takes to get into the contest.
0: Yeah, or we'll just give you a Congrats. contest. Thanks for coming on. You only have to pay for four, so that's great. Yeah. Um. But, everybody, thank you for commenting along, and that was fun, because you know what? We need the, the uh, algorithms to think yeah. we're important. So why don't you like it? Why don't you subscribe? And if you have a chance, why don't you cl- scroll down, hit those five stars, all of that is helpful. And what is also helpful is to go and use the promo code PL20 on Jock Market to get 20 bucks for free. Yeah, so we're going to give you 20 cool. bucks there. So then take the free bucks we gave you. And then you go over to DraftKings and you deposit there. And you say, hey, I want my entry into this DFS Open Digital Virtual this year. You cannot beat me playing golf. Actually, though, Joe, I will win. And then I will have my foursome for next year. And we'll yes. be in live in person. That's the whole plan is to not Hello? do this thing you know, virtual. We don't do this virtually. This is stupid. We want to play real life golf. Yeah. So We're going to do golf. that next year, 2022. Yep. We want to play real life golf. If
1: you win, if you win the DFS open, you can we have him on the show as a guest next week?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot. That was a, gr- that's a great idea. I don't know if if anyone
1: are the front nine guests next week. If
0: yes, okay. So we won't even have a guest planned for uh it's the match play or no, what is it? Yeah, is it match playing corral? Yeah, so then it'll be stupid, so it'll kind of be weird, and maybe it won't be as as normal to bet on the match play. So then we'll not have a real guest, we'll have you, the winner of the DFS Open. I will find you, I will find you, I will hunt you down. (laughs) And I will tell you, hey, come on our show. We'll, we'll have you on for a couple minutes. You don't have to spend a lot of time. You can even be anonymous if yeah. you want to, like, hide your face or whatever.
1: No, like our French strokes game cap. We'll, some, we'll send you some gear, too. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, you. so then
0: you're in, okay, a guest appearance. Uh, you are a guest picker, like, on uh, yeah. college game day. Yeah. be great. So, wait, uh, thanks we, for
1: everybody. Before we pick the second winner, okay. you have to tell us how to win the DFS Open. You oh, my probably- God, I
0: forgot about that. <laughs> I came up with thoughts, Joe. So now the DFS open virtual is five entry max. Now, not everyone's going to do that. And does that really make any difference? I don't think so. Like I have five entries, but I'm just going to keep You know, I'm like, as if I'm playing five of them individually, even though I am using Cameron Davis on four out of the five, I'll just give you that tip right now. $8,600. I mean, that's a great price, but at the same time, 2,000 entries. Now you think. Oh, I need this 6K guy. I need this random name. I need this flyer. I need to go low owned. I need to look at ownership on fanshare sports.com. And I need to sign up with the promo code fantasy golf pod. And I need to go and I need to get weird with my lineup. And I don't think you do. I think you can be just plain, normal, good, or in your head, good. You know, you do kind of want to play a little contrarian, but we're not talking contrarian in the 6K range to be contrarian just to be stupid. We're not talking about even in the 7K range. We're talking about just going like, you know, you could take the burger if you want the burger, but if you take the burger and you eat the burger chalk, then you have to kind of go a little different with your 9K guy. You can't go with the same chalk that you would normally go with. So you just got to build a little differently, but you don't have to be crazy when you're only going against 2,000 entries. Right, Joe? This isn't the lottery.
1: You don't have to pay attention to chalk. I never do.
0: Yeah. Especially in this contest. So oh, now people will, they will tighten their booties a little bit with the 20 bucks, like 20 bucks. That's the real thing. And like, you're going to win the opportunity to play PGA national. You're going to have to win. You're going to win 2000 bucks. You're going to be able to go all the way to the DFS open with your buddies for free. So you're going to get all this stuff. It's go. Cool. I mean, for 20 bucks, it's worth a lot, but so you're going to get nervous. You're going to be like, I got to get smart. So that takes what i just said and turns it around so like if you do go with that 6k name with your 20 bucks and you want to be the hero you want to be the hero baby dude you could do it you could be it and that guy could get you there because you could be one of the only people with that 6k rando and then that could be your guy that takes you there and then we're slapping you High five at the DFS Open next year talking about how you took that guy that won Rando and that got yeah, you. big bragging rights. Yeah.
1: Big bragging rights.
0: There's some them. there's some strategy involved in this, Joe, and I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. What but about I'm big a- a-
1: a- man here says leave money on the table? Do you are you a leave money on the table guy or mm. or are you not? So no. Now you spend it all, don't you?
0: Yeah, typically, because they're you know gosh. In like uh, the Masters or a soft price field where you feel like, oh my gosh, everybody's going to click the same names because it's kind of obvious and like, well, everybody's got great names. Then you can a little bit like a a shorter field where they're, you know, the, uh, the, the tournament of champions. Something where you know, or even WGC's 70 guys, you could kind of maybe think that like it's helpful to do that and it won't hurt you too much, equity wise, win equity wise. But there's a reason why they're priced the same way, there's a reason why that they're in this betting board at this way. This algorithm that Las Vegas has is better than you and your process and your model. So, why don't you just take all of the money you have and spend it all the best you can? 100 bucks, 200 bucks, that's not any different, but to go a thousand, that's too much. I wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, no thousands too much. Yeah, my strategy, and I haven't, you know, I'm I'm a late to the DraftKings party, so I will be. I like to build Wednesday nights after the jock market show, but from initially looking, I'm gonna stack up top. Probably. Oh, Berger, what do you mean, 10k range? Yeah, I think Berger Neiman. I'm gonna stack them both. Okay, and then. Maybe Burger. What does in. that
0: leave you left like 3200 or 7200?
1: I have to play like three 6K range guys. So, um, yeah, I liked I liked Wes Bryan in there.
0: Well, your guy, Denny Dirt, is in the 6K. Yeah, Danny will
1: be in there. Yeah, Danny will, yeah. will be on my team. You, that's
0: oh, oh, all. Yeah,
1: that will be that's on funny. there.
0: No, um, yeah. Do you, I don't want to. I don't want to advise the six K range. I did. I think I clicked one guy. Oh, um, I clicked. Now Justin Ray Golf was talking about how the PGA National, the Honda Classic, has a lot of shots between 175 and 200 yards. It's the majority. It's the most on tour, I think, or something like that. And so that statistic you can sort on Fantasy National. And Sep Straka showed up on that. So he's six thousand seven hundred dollars. If you, had, if you wanted to have that be your hero, like, I don't know how many guys are going to use him out of the 2000 entries. I'd say like probably 15 max, maybe use this dude, substraka maybe less than that. So like that could be your hero or you could go just at the $7,000 level. Now, Pat Mayo is touting this contest and he is going to say a lot about this thing tomorrow. So this is going to fill up. So you better fill, you better join it now. And he liked Ches Revy last week, and Chez Revy fit the formula of good at ball striking but bad at putting. He didn't even make it to the weekend; he was so bad at putting. So, Ches Revy at seven thousand dollars is a plotter, the stereotypical dude to win here. So then, maybe Ches Revy at seven thousand dollars, your last guy in. Okay, I like it. Oh, and then I saw someone say Warinsky, and that is a lot. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's yeah, hard, yeah. And he's seventy two hundred dollars. God, and he's good from 100 to 175, or whatever the hell the stat you need to know. Are we done talking about this stuff? Are we we got to give away one more ticket, right? Yeah, give away another ticket into it. All right, now we're gonna give you 20 bucks. We don't have access to DraftKings, we're not cool like that. We don't know how to do that. So I'm gonna randomize a pick here and we're gonna this is you know, give you 20 bucks. (laughs) But don't don't
1: miss, don't miss out. You got to get in this thing.
0: Three times a charm, right? What is that? That's who won Bigger Colts fan. Yeah, 3X the charm, right? There you go. Don't know what that don't know what that was about or what time that was in the show, but the randomizer has chosen Big R Colt's fan, 497. If you are on Twitter, you can DM us or you can email us preferredlines@gmail.com, I think it's.
1: Just the just the just DM Yeah, whatever
0: you need to do. get a, get your 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. So go enter right now. Yeah. And then if we'll pay you link,
1: uh, we Chad, I think, pinned it earlier. It's it's on my Twitter. It's You go to DFSopen.com, It's on the homepage. Grab it, copy, paste it, enter. Thanks.
0: Boom. Boom. Okay, I think we did it all. Jeez. Oh, wait. Joe, do you agree that the 16th is the toughest hole at the PGA National? I thought about
1: that. No. I don't think that... I mean, I think maybe, but you've obviously got water all the way up the right side there, right, Charlie? It's the toughest, I think, second shot because for me, I usually bail out to the left there, but that makes that second shot way longer in. I think the toughest driving hole for me personally is 14. Right before you get to the bear trap, trouble all over. There's those woods to the right. There's OB houses with the the, uh, white stake fence to the left. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it.
0: Oh, my gosh, Just big old R Colts fan is already calling his shot. He's like, yeah, I say, Love I'm going to get in with the money that I got, and I'm going to win it either. and be the guest next week. And if you missed that, Monday's the program, date. you win this DFS Open. Well, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to host you right here yeah, as the interview guest on the front nine segment for – the match play tournament next week. Boom! Let's go. Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for liking, and subscribing, and all that stuff. you guys are awesome, and we appreciate you. And we're gonna play the music and get the hell out of here because that's what we do every. we well, just kidding. Let's start for the beginning, and then we'll see you next week, Monday night. Boom. Hey, thanks. Hey. Do, do, do. All right. Peace out, Joe. Thanks for having me. Peace out. Good
1: show, dude. Later. Peace. Later.